Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. Uh, welcome back, first of all, to Alice Catalano, who managed to find his way back from Bali. <laughs> do we have a VFL round of applause, do we? Or, yeah. That, that was hey, more... Hey, hey, thank you. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> I'm glad more... to be back. That, that was more Sheffield Shield applause, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're still going. I honestly don't know how to turn this thing off, so it's just oh. going to go until it, until it decides to stop. Well, there um... we go. <laughs> thank you for having me back, lads. It was a lovely trip. Uh, I enjoyed myself, enjoyed did my get, time overseas. Didn't get mugged or catch anything? No. No. You only caught a good time. <laughs> caught the party bug. <laughs> got, got, a, got a highlight from uh, Bali for us? Uh, no, look, it was a pretty chill holiday, in all honesty. The highlight was getting to drink alcohol every day for, for pretty much nothing. Yeah, it's so, very, very cheap over there in bed. Yes, it was a good time. Um, now, look, we're back in our, uh, our university semester. Yes. And, of course, we're all excited about that. But the more important thing is that footy season's nearly back. Yes. <laughs> That's the most important part of the year, honestly. Very well, AFLW is currently running, so yes, it is back. But I think for those that don't like the AFLW that much, you can say that. Hmm. <laughs> but uh, we've um, got a few. Sorry, yes. No, no, no you go on. I was going to say. Anything. We've got a few interesting topics Ooh, from yes. throughout the week to discuss, hmm. and uh, I think the first thing that we'll go with is the the mighty AFL X. Yes, was on. Uh, yeah. Mighty. Oh, I don't know if I'd call it mighty, but... Uh, mighty! <laughs> yes, the AFLX was on. How did you lads see the the games? Um, well, I'll, gi- I'll give you my thoughts. Didn't watch a minute of it. <laughs> oh. Tell, tell oh, you what yeah. I was doing Friday night. I was catching up with old mates from work, having a couple of drinks, going bowling. Looks well, probably had a better time than anyone sitting down and watching the X. Yeah, I'm oh. f- flat out. Had, had a lot of fun, so... That 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 I think that pretty much sums up my thoughts on <laughs> AFLX. It's an absolute waste of time. I don't understand why they put all the money and resources into this. Mm. Whereas the AFLW, I think we might have touched on that in the last episode. It mm. it probably it deserves it probably deserves more more time and effort than something as gimmicky as AFLX. I I just can't see it. Yes. No. no. How did you see the AFLX? Um, from a fan standpoint. I couldn't really give two rats behind. <laughs> but then at the same time, if I, like I've said all this time, working for the AFL, um, I think it'd be pretty successful. I had decent crowd. I like the idea. I didn't know that it was going to happen. They had all that, the crowd behind one end of the goals. Oh, yeah. I actually like that idea. Um, obviously, it's a smaller field and that, so it makes it easier. But, like, it gets the younger kids and stuff involved. And um, a lot of... Um, a lot of stuff that I heard is it was mainly young families going because it is a shorter game, condensed. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, no disrespect to the younger audience, the attention span's a lot shorter. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I think something quick and easy, especially for kids either that are thinking about playing footy yep. or starting to watch it a bit more, this is more of an introduction thing. But um, it is, I suppose it's with any sort of practice thing is that you run the risk of getting injuries. And for me, watching mm. um, any of those stars, you're just thinking about that mainly but all in all um i did watch about i think i watched about most of it i watched three quarters almost all of it um yes. wasn't much of a contest um i think i watched rampage and what's five's team's name uh was it the fly the fly yeah, yeah. i watched um that and then that was a bit of a blow because two memory was the gatorade game changer <laughs> whatever that, <laughs> that is that was one of the things that was i was getting lost on yeah, every now and then was why, did, sure. why did one of those blokes kick a goal and it was worth 20 points why did that happen yeah so you just had the jersey on but um all in all um I think for them it was a success, but for the traditional AFL um, supporter, I think it was a bit of a 
people are compared to last year as well. I honestly liked last year a lot more just because yeah. we got to see the young kids out there uh, showing off what they could do, yeah. giving it their all. Unfortunately, it was pretty much only uh, pretty established players this year. Mm. And, you know, like I've seen, I know what Nat Five can do. I know what Paddy Cripps can yeah. do. You know, I, I want to see. As well, yeah. I want to see what these kids, even if it's just you know basic skill stuff. It, it's a bit of insight into what your kids can do. But ah, oh, look, it was entertaining enough, I guess. But I don't know if it's something the NFL should keep investing more and more time into. Uh, I I think you you mentioned it a bit earlier, and I will. I I I don't like. I hate it. I hate the athletes. But I will. I will. We give, are aware. I will give them this though. Like you you mentioned it earlier. I think it, it's more suited for the younger kids and those that have not. Have, don't have a bit, don't have knowledge about how the game works. Mm. Yes. So I think if that is the if that's their focus, then I think. Well, it has to be because they're not really appealing to the seven-year-olds that have watched the AFL since um, nineteen twenty. No, and I don't think that's their goal. <laughs> no, well, I it, think... it's it's not. A, it, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think it's appealing to any one of us here. Like we're. I'll watch it, but that's their goal. I yeah, Look, I wasn't. Um... I wasn't dying to no. dying that I missed half Mind the games. Mind you, there was sweet nothing on the telly. I That's think there true. was a bottom of the league, A League clash, and then um, I'm not sure if the AFL. I, I reckon that night. I, I, I saw that. I saw that A League clash. I reckon that was more exciting than AFL. It was <laughs> five know. five three, yeah. eight goal oh, game. Gee whiz. <laughs> but uh, but I uh, look. I kind of don't understand why you'd put it right in the middle of the AFLW season as well. I think mm. it's kind of. I think it's kind of ridiculous that they do that. I think because us, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I think all three of us, is that it's going to be hard to now fit in. you got the, you got to put the AFLW season somewhere. Yeah. And you can't really have it like... Can't it, have it too far into summer. That's right. And then... And you, and you can't really plump it right right along with the men because no, like, no. you, you you won't get many people coming. And we still want the JLT, which is fine. And But I think um, the goal of the AFLX is to appeal to the young audience. Yes. When all American that audience <laughs> audience um so i think that, that's really their goal so probably for them i think they'd look at it and probably the age numbers sorry the average age that they got would be i think they'd be close with that so mm-hmm. but like it's touched on cat i think it'll be interesting to see if they continue with it next year or we just scrap it and just wait for jlt I mean, look i hope not let's just I uh definitely hope so <laughs> <laughs> what, what scraps it yes yeah <laughs> yeah, no. yeah no my heart will bleed if it goes <laughs> all right well uh i don't think there's all too much to say about the aflx to be no. honest it's, uh, well before we go yes. you, you guys you guys saw the uh, all the outfits and stuff do you, ha- do you guys pick a favorite do you guys pick a favorite i love memory's cowboy hat that, yeah, that was, was cool <laughs> pretty funny i liked alex rants on the skateboard yeah look i, I saw that i loved himself it was, it was very uh very I, N- very NBA like I thought. I, I think that was their goal, but I think they should do that anyway. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have a problem with them doing that. They're not the going to wear wacky attire every week, but I'm sure some. No, they were doing it for the. I, I'd like to see them do it for the cameras. I'd like to see them do it more often. Like they're, like they're not robots. Don't don't nah, have to wear the game jersey all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Doc. But I think it also adds a bit of flair. And, you know, somebody maybe is a rookie, um, like they do in the NBA. They make them wear the pink backpack. Is maybe. Told by these teammates that you have to wear, you know, a certain pair of Crocs or something like that. So um, I wouldn't mind that. It'd be funny. But I really think that they should. No reason why not. But if people want to wear their um, club tops, and yeah, I think what the very uh, a lot of traditional fans will be like. We don't need to turn it into the NBA. We don't need it to be a. Uh, yeah, but it's not, not turning... to be laughing stock it... entertainment. 
We're not we're not turning to a laughing stock. We're turning the players into individuals. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah, we, right. we, we got to get a bit of personality. That's been an argument for a while now. I think is you see how American sports. You know, they're almost along with being sports people, they're also entertainers in a way. And yeah. I, I don't know if Australians really care about that. To be honest, well, it depends. I think but, that I think now in this day and age, I think people are a bit more aware that these AFL people are more than athletes. Mm, yeah. But they do have a, a life outside of the game, and they do a lot of charity work, and they, they do. They don't just rock up, train twice a week, sit around, have a bag of chips and a beer. Um, they're pretty dedicated with some other. Players might. Some players might. I don't think they'd be getting a game every week. Um, but yeah, I didn't mind it. But again, it's just going to be one of those things you don't know what's going to happen with it. Mm. All righty, do you want to move on? Um, of course, you're the host. Our next point of discussion, a few new uh, captains announced. An yes. Interesting co-captaining, co-captaining things going on this year. Uh, Port announced that Tom Jonas and Ollie Wines mm. are the co-captains. I think Wines is pretty expected. I don't think anyone really uh, didn't see that one coming. Yeah. But Jonas as well. I thought that was... I, he was in the leadership group. Last year or a couple yeah. of years, he has been. Yeah, yeah, I think he, he's been a, he's been a proven leader now for a couple of years. So yeah. I'm I'm not shocked. Who's gotten the number one? Uh, oh, that'll be a tough one. Maybe they, they maybe they don't have the number one. Did they announce whether they were getting it? If, what? Because Porter's always had their captains wear number one. Well, probably not because they can't both have number one. Yeah, that's true. Like give them eleven. G- give give them give one one A and one one B. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Make life way too confusing. Oh, oh, yeah. no, I didn't have even thought of that one, to be honest. Look, look at number one A go. Look <laughs> <laughs> at one square root. Uh, no, look, I, I, I think I think it's I think they're the best best options for ports ports leaders. I'd, hmm. you, this isn't this isn't a blight on Port Adelaide. Now I know I've not played Adelaide over over the months, but I'm I'm not sure if there's many many people there that stand out as leaders. I think I think Brad Ebert. And Travis Boak are still good leaders, but I think they're trying yeah. to give a bit more of a youth movement because I, the average age of that team is high, but then the rookies are obviously, you know, um, Butters and Rosier and um, what's his name? Xavier. Desmond. Yes. That's it. Um, I, th- I think Boak's at that stage now where I think if you put him, if you still put him as captain, I think it's going to add a lot more pressure to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he still can play. Oh, I, I, I still think he can play. Yeah, but I think if you, I think for him to stand down as captain, I think it's probably the better option at this stage of his career. Well, because he'd probably give it away maybe this year. I don't know. No, I'm, I think he's still got a few years left in him. But he's at, he's at that stage now where I think he should just let his football do the talking yeah, and, and and take a back seat in in the leadership group or whatever that whatever the case that may be. Mm-hmm. Brad Ebert, I think, might be in a similar situation now. I think he's been in, been he's in, like thirty four. He's been. Since 1926. Who's this Ebert? Ebert. He's been 34. He's so old. <laughs> he has been around forever. So consistent. Yes, he does his jobs. That's for sure. But um, yeah, look, I think Brad Ebert's at that, that stage as mm. well because I think he's been in the league now for about 10 years, 10 or so years. Mm. So I think having these guys, they're still reasonably young, I, th- I, I think. Yeah. And mm. just let the, just let them flourish into the leaders for their next 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 uh, tilt at the premiership. I do have a bit of a theory, though, is that I reckon Ollie Wines didn't get the full capacities because of his injury. No. Ooh. I, I think the fact that that got so much media exposure and it's a bit like, well, who do we want leading our boys on the field? This guy is a bit reckless and sort of careless. Um, I think that's why they went for the co-captain approach because nothing to Tom Jonas. I can't really see him being a full captain over Ollie Wines. So mm. I think eventually they'll branch off. 
I think yeah, Wines was. But I seriously think town. right now, I think that's the only reason they're Colin Kirk captains. I don't. I don't think you're wrong there. I don't think you're wrong there at no. all. But I, I, th- I think for if they actually do say that, if they do come out and say that. Well, they won't though. No, they. Won't. I know they won't. They, 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 they're, not, they're not brave enough to do that. Well, yeah. but I think for for that to happen because of one little mishap on holiday, I think that's ridiculous. Mm. You, but at you, the same time, you can't tolerate that. Like that's the problem now with many AFL systems is that it, it, it's one thing to have a innocuous accident on holiday. It's another thing to snort white substances. Oh boy. Yeah, but he's not the captain of that <laughs> football club. God God help us. We always come back to Jack Watts, don't we? <laughs> it don't. always happens somehow. Doc does. Doc definitely I mean, does. In love with him. Yeah, well <laughs> living, living living the party lifestyle. I think the big thing is though that like clubs just can't oh, put that image of wines be like Yes, he was like, it's an accident stuff, but the fact that like it's got so much coverage for such a, not careless act, but whatever, um, mm. you don't want your captain sort of known for that. Yeah, well... Yeah. It, but I, I'm, that's, that may really be the reason, it's probably not the only reason, I'm sure there's external factors why Jonas is there, but I think that's the main reason why they've gone with co-captains. Yeah. Mm. Court. I, look, I don't, I don't disagree with that, mm. not, not at all, but I think if that does, if that is what it is, then I think it's absolutely stupid. Important. It is, but it isn't because, like, you have to, like, at some point put your foot down. Yeah. Because if you let that fly and then that gets into the media and they're like, well, Porter just appointed that captain who smashed his shoulder blade because he was... Water skiing. Water, whatever, white water waving. <laughs> water skiing, yeah. So, like, it just sends, for the club, they just don't want to send that message out, regardless of it's one thing or two things or small or large. I think now with social media being so prevalent, um, the mm. fact that something can get out there like that... Um, is the really big thing. What, what happened with the numbers? Did you find anything? I, I couldn't find, couldn't find a damn thing. Oh. I'm gonna have to wait until the until. The, until Maybe they might go one eleven, but Rockcliffe's got eleven, so probably not. Yeah, look, who knows? No, look, I I, I, th- I think they will just keep it, keep it as it is. I think there's no. If it was just one captain, I'm sure Boak will hand over his number when he retires to Wyatt, and he'll be from captain. Well, yes. Boak will go back to his old number ten. You'd think mm. probably. Um, another team that was desperately in need of good leadership was yes. the Gold Coast Suns, and uh, we found out that Jared Witts and Swallow, Mr. David Swallow, and not Anthony Miles, no, <laughs> not the captain of the Suns, C- certainly not Took Miller either. I'm sure. <laughs> I actually thought Took was going to be captain, but obviously he hasn't signed that deal yet. So I reckon no. Big Stewie loved him. <laughs> he's a bit. He's a bit too fiery. I reckon you to reckon? be the captain. Yeah, that's what they need, though. The Suns. Oh yeah, they need a bit of passion. They need a bit of fire. There's nothing there. <laughs> oh, there is something. Well, apparently they were. There's next to nothing. Being pretty bloody passionate in their. Uh, Inter club yeah, game against the Lions. They beat them pretty convincingly. Speaking of passion, quickly we'll come back to the Suns. Did you see David Smith just absolutely whack Zach Clark in your practice game? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> I will actually put the footage on the um, the Instagram later, but it's so a, funny. I had a look at the match report. I didn't see anything about that. Oh, did hear uh, that Jake String is unbeatable at the moment though? Oh, yeah. I tell you what, He's it, it, it's not, it's it's not it's not hard when you're playing against your teammates. Oh, all right. Anyway, back to the Suns. <laughs> yes, but let, um, let, let's let's just wait. Good until... appointment. Good appointment as the captains. I reckon. That's, I think uh, really good because. Yeah. <laughs> Two things like both those guys have got five year deals, yeah. So they're there, they're for, there for a long time. time. M- m- must have been the pre- prerequisite before uh, appointing the co captain. You, you must sign a five year deal, right? You, you must commit long term, yeah. That's why I took the good. club's gonna want the stability, right. there, absolutely, especially in your leadership group after you've literally just had your two co captains yeah. leave. 
The first thing you want in your leadership group is players who are going to be there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. It was, I think it was actually down. good they got rid of May because even if he stayed for another year, you live with that uncertainty that it's like, is he going to leave in free agency or whatever? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really like Jared Witts, a very underrated player. Mm. I think if he was playing in Victoria, he'd get a lot more Yeah, I agree. recognition. Obviously, um, he was a pretty high pick, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, can't remember. Yeah. No, I'll have a look. We'll get Statman to look it up. Oh, um, I'll have a look at that. He's though. absolutely given. He's like, great. If he uh, not to put anything against like Gorn and Grundy, but if they had a more down year, which it seems like Grundy's struggling a bit with injury this yes. year, <laughs> Wits might be one of those ruckmen yeah. in contention. For, you know, is he the best ruckman in the league this yeah. year? If he gets a bit more attention, yeah, because I think he has the potential to be and has had games where he looks like. Absolutely. One of the best ruckmen in the league. It's a bit interesting, though, how he, like, emerged as the, like, number one. Because Tom Nichols was up there. I don't know if he's still on their list. But he is. Yeah, he is. There. He was really good. I think 2014 or yeah, 15 yeah. was really good. Yeah. Very athletic. And I thought, yeah, he'll be there one for ages. And then they had, um, I can't remember who else swung through that. Daniel Curry for a little bit from North. Mm. Yeah, I didn't really impress. Um, but like, he just Nichols doesn't. I don't know. I can't believe he's on the list. No. Yeah, he's just under the radar. Now. What pick was he? Uh, he was actually Nine. he was actually sixty seventh pick in the uh, in the uh, twenty eleven oh, draft. That's a steal. I thought he was really high pick. I thought he was like nine or nine ten. Oh, there you go. Well, That's one of the steals. I I I do like this um this these two selections. Mm. Wits probably a little bit more surprising. I wasn't expecting it, but I think. Given what he's produced at the Gold Coast in his first two seasons, yes. I think he probably thoroughly deserved it. And he's mm. probably about to come into his prime. Yeah. yeah. Ruckman don't hit their stride, as we know, until about 25, 26. They do take a while. Even right? later, because Gorn, like... He turns 27 in September, so, go, he, so he is pretty much entering his prime right now. So I think, and five-year deal, will probably be 32, so that'll probably be almost the end of his career. Yeah. Well, yeah. well like, he's averaging, what, 30... He averaged 37 hit-outs... A couple of years ago, 30, 38, 38 last year. So he's he, ridiculous. This this man can play. He, he, he just he just needs good midfielders around him. Yeah, I think like when Collingwood got him, they drafted him. They knew he was had really good potential, but the problem is they got Grundy at the same time. Yeah, and both those guys are natural ruckmen, like not really mm-hmm. swing forwards. No, like no. Grundy's a very good player around the ground and stuff, but he's not a goal kicking like can't go down there and kick a couple. I reckon he could. Nah, they don't play him down no. there. I think I reckon because he, he can't kick it. He cannot kick a goal. <laughs> he's just sloppy. He's, he's a really good field kick, but he just can't kick a set shot. Yeah. And, like, you don't really see Grundy go down there that much anyway. No. I think I saw some stat uh, for a full game. He spends 90% in the ruck, um, 3% on the bench, and 2%, um, oh, 1% forward, 1% back. Yeah. So, I, like, he doesn't really... Sticks to his role. But yeah, I think, yeah. I think his, he, like, he's, he's, just, he's just more of the extra midfielder in, in there. Mm. Like, like, that's why... That's why a lot of people rate him so much. But he's got yeah. such length, I reckon he could be so damaging. Lefty like, boys. He has <laughs> like, such length. Like McAvoy does when he goes down back for Hawthorne and goes yes. down and takes... Like, and Collingwood, that's their weakest thing, their key back stocks. Just a tall piece of tall timber to put down there. Yeah. The big yeah. boy. And um, But yeah, back to the Suns. What do you reckon, Kat? Do you like the appointments? Yeah, no, it's good. Um, Swallow is a guy who bleeds, who bleeds yeah. for the Suns. And Wit's obviously going to be there for a long time, so... Those are the guys you want leading the club. I reckon Dave Swallow's going to have a career best year as well. Yeah, I reckon so. He's got a um, good midfield support around him now. Yeah, for the first time for a long time. I think all these guys that they've brought in can really play those roles that, you know, let Swallow be the possession accumulator, and now they've actually got people People to fill in the rest of the holes and 
you know, have an actual midfield that functions. Actually, it's pretty... It's not bad. Like, you've got Swallow, Miles. Mm. Um, who's the other guy up there? I just had him on... Corey Ellis is up there. No, Holland somehow. Smith. Holland Smith. Holland yeah. Smith. Who's also in the leadership And um, Jordan yeah. Murdoch. So, a really underrated pickup, I reckon, Jordan Murdoch for them. Because yeah. he'll play every week and he's got a lot of pace. Look, yeah, he'll add speed to them, which I don't think is really something the Suns have had. Yeah. There's not good. since Brandon Matera was there. <laughs> Brandon Matera. That's true. My word. <laughs> <laughs> Now's it for you. Um, I'm we, trying to think of the other midfield. I had him on the tip of my tongue. Big uh, spaghetti. No, you guys keep talking. I'll, I'll uh, um, uh, but no, yeah, I think the Suns are in a good position. Um, you never know. Like I said, this practice game, they pretty mm. handily run over Rank, the Ranking? Lines. No. He, 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 he played pretty well in the practice match. Who did um, they play? Was it just... Oh, uh, it was against Sydney. No. No, it was I, Brisbane. It was Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. Um, looking dangerous. Yeah, look, look I think I think they're going to they're gonna take a bit of time to gel here, and I, I, still, oh, think, yeah. I still think they'll finish in the bottom two. Oh, Matt, I, I don't doubt that. But I think there's... I think for the first time... But I think you said it best. First time in a while, they've got a good midfield to, yeah. to build around. Yeah. And Swallow... Oh, Pierce Hanley? Yeah, he plays half-back usually, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Plays half-back wing. Jack Bowers might play a bit more time on the ball now. Oh, I'd like to see him play Will more. Will Brody. We've got new numbers as well. <laughs> Faye Roney. Oh, yeah. we Get love Get all these guys. We love this man. <laughs> a bit of, yeah. A few of these kids have been playing, Lockie you know. Weller. More, probably play half-back again. Though. More yeah. like, yeah, their half-forward, half-back positions where they can kind of rotate into the midfield now. Unfortunately, those are not the players that I was thinking All right, well, while you do that, I think we'll move on to probably the biggest... Can't find his name in the list. <laughs> it's not Most... real. Probably just imagining <laughs> Yeah, go on. Sorry. Most newsworthy story of the week. Uh, Nick Rayle recently had a little a little talk, a little chat about. Uh, well, he's joined us again. Yes. So he's now yes part of that uh, crew. I, I yeah. think I think it stems a bit further than that because because remember when Grant Thomas came out and said that. Um, no, I haven't it, even said what he said yes. yet, mate. Oh, well, wait, wait. Nick Rayle <laughs> has claimed that uh, drug use in the AFL is out of control. Yes. There are too many players taking uh, illicit substances. Probably mainly, you know, party drugs and the like. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're not getting cracked down on, Raywell reckons. He's even gone so far as to say the AFL is taking the piss. Piss. Hmm. I agree. Absolutely, 110%. This is, like, drugs is no laughing matter in, in football. Mm. And it doesn't matter if it's performance-enhancing or recreational. The AFL's got to take a better stance on this because it it is getting close to a situation in the NRL where 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 those those guys come out and they do absolutely ridiculous stuff. Yeah. I think I've seen some of their uh, mad Mondays that go on down there. Yeah, in Sydney. Bit, bit boisterous. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I I'm going to bring him up again, but Mr. Watts is the, the number one example. Number one offender. The uh, the number one example in this in this matter, and I think that the AFL really the AFL and all these and all the clubs have to take a stance on this because. But what stance do you take? Because do you come into this where you go either we keep the free strike policy, which is like that's got to go. I think that Rewalt wants he, he want a zero tolerance kind of. If you do yeah. something, if you get caught once so what, for you're drug gone. testing, you're, you're suspended for a year or something. Yeah. So I, like, imagine right, Paddy Cripps. Yes. He's off on a holiday in Tahiti, for example. Yes. And he's at a bar, nightclubbing, and he gets um, his drink spiked or gets slipped a pill or something, and then his mates are there and they film him and he's off his tits, mm-hmm. per se. Right? Then that goes viral and the clubs say, well, 
because of Nick Morrell, or well, not because of Nick Morrell, because we had this say, new, say something changes. These yeah. new rules, you have to go, and mm-hmm. we lose you. You lose your best player for um, an intention, unintentional accident per se. Like mm-hmm. they shouldn't. Like I do agree with you, Doc. I think the clubs um, need to take a harder stance because. It's their players and they've got a duty of care. But at the same time, the AFL as a whole is the biggest issue is because you with the Jack Watt situation as an example, right? Did Port suspended him? Didn't, no, they fined him. No, um, I don't even think they fined him. I, I think, think they, they did. No, I, I think they didn't actually do anything to Watts, really. Well, well, where's your first problem? That one, the club isn't doing anything for one. Yeah. But then on the flip side, what duty of care does the AFL have to say to the club, well... One, you've got to enforce a ban, whether it's, you know, half his paycheck for the full season and maybe three weeks. And then the AFL are going to take a stand saying, right, so you're actually going to give maybe 50% of your um, salary for the whole season to charity. Or you're going to have to, you're going to miss six weeks. Or you're going to miss eight weeks. Because at the moment, it's either the club doing nothing or giving a little penalty, and then the AFL just sitting there. Yes. As a collective group saying, right, We'll let the clubs handle it. But at some point, the AFL have to step in and go, right, this is our league and we want a no-tolerance policy. But at the moment, I think like you said, Doc, there's just, it's a bit, um, the three-strike policy just doesn't work. No. Players get let off too much on it. That's right. I think you talked about it yesterday, Kat. They get their their two strikes and then if they're a uh, well-regarded player... They'll probably, they, they'll probably get they a couple stay extras. On there, they get a few extra strikes. Suddenly, three-strike rule. Maybe you have three strikes um, it's got club to be, and then three from the AFL or two from each or something The issue like that. being that if they're going to do three strikes, everybody needs to be held to the same standard. Yeah. You can't, you know... No, you can't, like, just... Ex- um, can't pick and choose. No. This, is, this one's going to sound a little bit extreme, but I read I read a theory on, on the internet the other day mm-hmm. saying that when... Remember when Buddy went went missing because of mental health reasons, yeah, right? Yes. Somebody suggested that they that the AFL had caught Buddy doing that this is this being the third strike mm. of whatever substance he was doing. So yeah. they, they they said, Right, you've got to go, but we're gonna label this as mental health mm. issues. Do you remember that? Um, now I'm not I'm not suggesting this. That's an interesting theory. It's, it's not a, bit, a bad a one. Tin I'm, foil I'm, hat I'm not I'm not suggest <laughs> I'm not suggesting this but that's just what I've read, yeah. and, and I think it's a very fascinating theory. Could be tinfoil hat stuff, as you said. Mm. But um, look, I think yeah, I think three strikes has got to go. The three strike policy has got to go. The things at the uh, the MCC bar after a few beers. Yeah, that's yeah. the kind of <laughs> kind of stuff that's going around there. With the three strikes thing, though, I think for me personally, as a supporter of you know AFL and any sport really, mm-hmm. there is a difference between. Um, recreational off-season use and performance-enhancing. Yes. Like, not well, the that... performance-enhancing bans are always taken significantly more seriously. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not saying it's okay to do drugs and that, but, like, in the off-season, to some respect, the AFL players, you know, they play, um, you know, a full season. A lot of them play finals. Yes. And then they get, you know, a couple of weeks off, and then it's straight back in the pre-season. Now, what you're doing, obviously, your um, off-season is your choice alone. Yeah, and, and it's none of our business, certainly. And it's not really a free pass, like, to say you can go snort crack of each other's eyeballs or whatever <laughs> and, like, have 16 jugs at a bar and try and be, like, controlled. 
I think there has to be... Um, it's got to be a line. There is a line, but at the same time, most of these videos of these players um, doing these sentences are from their friends. So yeah. it's almost like it needs to be in a controlled environment where it's like, you know, you respect each other. You know, I'm a professional player. Um, if you guys really are my mates, we'll just put our phones out the side of the room and just enjoy ourselves and leave yeah. like that. And just like, not saying that like, again, it's not a free pass, but like plenty of people do drugs in sport that don't find out. Yeah. Um, basketball especially is a big one. A lot of players do just recreational stuff. Um, and they don't get away with it. They usually get fined a little bit. But like, I think... These people are humans like everyone else. And there are plenty of normal people that aren't AFL players that are doing crack, um, whatever, cocaine, heroin, whatever, pot, whatever, whatever you want to say. Like, I think mm. that, um, I feel like as an athlete, you get a bit, obviously, because you're in the public eye. a lot more leeway. Of course. Oh, no. I reckon you don't. Because I reckon it's more, for anyone famous in this day and age, every action you take, there will be somebody that disagrees with you. Right. Yeah. So whether... Um, there are people from like the eighties that are like, oh, you know, that usually drink beer and stuff and cigarette during halftime and after a game. They'd be like, oh yeah, cool. I suppose it's the off season. Let them do what they want. Yeah. But then there's other people that are like, well, it's a bad bad example for everyone else involved. But um, I I agree with both of you. I think the policy of the three strikes is broken. But at the same time, what do you have as a middleman? Because if we have the you know one shot. Bill and your mm-hmm. um you could lose a lot of talent. Yeah. I think, yeah, Revolt's stance is very strict, but there's got to be a slightly stricter way mm. without, you know, being, yeah. What, what about just, done. what about just a one-strike pause? You know, you, you, you have one chance. Like, yeah, but then, like, if you're a rookie, right, and you blow that chance three weeks into your AFL career and you're done. No, I mean, you get one warning, and the next time you do it, you're out. One warning. Mm. Like, that, that, that that I see that as probably a little bit more of a yeah, yeah. feasible no, feasible I, strategy to put players on notice. Yeah. Now, but then at the same time, it's almost like though could we get, we could go into the vicious cycle of the one strike, where the, what you could have fifteen one strikes and like right. you could still but no but you, like but the AFL's got to the AFL's got to be strict on that. Mm-hmm. Like like they're not they're not going to say right here's your one strike. Yeah, like put your name down. We know who you are. Blah blah blah. Like this is going to be with you for the rest of your playing days. Mm. Like there's no, there's no, there's no <laughs> wiping you everywhere. <laughs> there's no, there's no wiping it clean. Mm. And just just before we move on to the next thing, I want to ask mm. your opinion both on this. So also on SEN, I did hear someone ring up and said that we should like they should come up with the names of these players uh, straight away. Now name and shame. Name and shame. Obviously, that is not. I don't think. I don't agree that's with the way that. To go no. about it. Yeah. Look, I. I reckon that's that. I reckon that like makes the things almost worse. We talk. We talk. We, we talk about mental health in sports a mm. bit, mm. and I think that that's not going to help the cause. No. Like no way has it. If if it like if it does get out, you know, we'll end up having to talk about it and say he's not he's mm. not wrong. But I think the the AFL as long as the AFL knows who they are, and they don't, and they don't leak it out yeah, to the public. I think that's a big thing. That's pro- that, I think that's probably going to be the the one thing. But all it takes, I suppose, is a journal and the doorstop, and that's it. Your story's broken. But I do agree that they shouldn't name a chain. 
Yeah. No, I don't think that's because the right way to do it. It's just something in the public eye. If anyone really gets busted for drugs, like a drug dealer or whatever, they usually don't name them. Yeah. So I don't think as a player, for and, one, you should be. <laughs> and then, you, then you're probably gonna have to put up with all the um the butt of the jokes on social media. Well, not 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 saying that worse than that jokes. It'd probably be borderline abuse and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It, it it yeah it'd be in that ballpark. Yeah. Jack Watts copped it a fair bit. See, but, uh, yeah, players that good players that do nothing wrong get. You know, well, I, like I said that before. we saw we saw just last week after the AFL, like Eddie Betts was copying racist abuse yeah. on, oh. on Instagram. When, when when does that stop? Like, it's ridiculous that that uh. It's in the twenty first century. Yeah, no, it's hard to believe. But I no, think no, no. we would have learned from you know Adam Goods wasn't even that long ago. No, no. and then then there was all that. Then yeah, you know, Eddie Betts has copped it pretty much since Goodsy retired. Yeah. yeah, and then like you know you think about that Port Adelaide lady that. Chuck the banana on the field. Mm. That's you know, wh- when does this end? Like when does this end? I'm, sh- I'm sure the AFL um, crack down a bit more. On it. I absolutely, I absolutely love everybody coming on social media to gather around Eddie Betts and mm. call this bloke out. Yeah. Because this is this is in this day and age, it's unacceptable. No, it's absolutely unacceptable. But um, yeah, I suppose just the last thing is that with the name and shame is you run that risk of that player getting you know. Back to the mental health stuff, Doc, it's like copying abuse from um, pretty much left, right and centre. And like yeah, I said yeah. before, unfortunately, there's always going to be someone, whether you are 100% right or 100% wrong, there's always going to be someone that disagrees. So Yeah. It, 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 it's like the old saying goes, you can please some of the people some of the time, but you can't please all the people yeah, all the time. That's right. No. And, and you can't please everyone. That's a no fact. So. Like, yeah, you say something like that to someone might disagree with you and go, you know, well, the players need to have thicker skin. Yeah. But, you know, not, it's gonna not that simple, is it? <laughs> yeah. Jeez, what an idea. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Let's grow thicker skin, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and while we're on mental health, Kat, yes, yes. you want to talk about... Oh, yes. Jack Stephen. Jack Lovely Stephen. little segue. Jack Stephen had, unfortunately, <laughs> things are falling apart for the Saints a little bit coming into the start yes. of this season. Oh, man. Jack Stephen's taken an indefinite period of leave for mental health issues. It's terrible. Um... Look, you never like to see it. We do wish him all the best. Absolutely. We do. Yeah, three boys. We've seen a few players go through this recently. Obviously, Tom Boyd, the biggest one yep. in recent years. Yeah. Mitch Clark. Yes, Mitch Clark ended up even retiring yeah. from the game. Um, he went from Collingwood. Um, Jordan Dugowie spent a short time out. And, was um, it Fasolo that was? Fasolo. Yeah, Fasolo, Fasolo had, had some time. Look, it's great to see players, you know, be more open about this stuff. Mm. I think it, it sends a really good tough. message to people struggling with mental health. Yep. Um, but yeah, you never like to see it happen and unfortunately for the Saints, it's one of their one of their star players. Yeah. Like it's it, it's a little bit like Carlton. Like they they're not it's nothing right's happening for them at the moment because no. Jack Stevens their best midfielder hands down and he's and he's out now for God knows how long. Mm. Could be the whole year. With these mental health right, issues. I, I, I seriously hope he comes back because I enjoy watching him play a lot. Yeah. He, like, it doesn't matter where St Kilda are on the ladder, that man plays his heart out every game. Mm, absolutely. Uh, Jake Carlisle is a, like, mm. he's, an, he, he's it's not even underrated. He is, he is probably one of the most important players in that team. Yeah, like, and unfortunately, yep, he's, um, the, his back issues are worse than the medical staff initially thought. They have given, they said it could be a month, it could be two months, it could be three. Has he had he's any probably history of surgery. that at Essendon? Um, I think he had, uh, like, it's kind of a recurring thing, but I don't think it was ever quite bad enough that he would need, like, full surgery and out for yeah. three months. He has had a little bit of 
problems I know at St Kilda with his back. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, which is unfortunate. Yeah. So the Saints are lacking two of their most experienced heads. Yeah, uh, that's gonna like if if that doesn't cause like if St Kilda weren't in enough strife already, yeah, that that low. that's gonna hurt a lot. I think tough. the the only positive I can see from that is that Richardson's gonna get a probably a bit more lenience. When you're missing yeah. as good players as you are, probably get a bit of a longer rope. Yeah. I still reckon he's a good coach, and I think he's good for that team. I, I agree. Like I think he, I, I, I spoke to my, actually I was actually spoke about this with my dentist this morning. He's he's a Carlton supporter. <laughs> oh yeah, says you do. He's a Carlton supporter. <laughs> Lovely little footy chats with the dentist <laughs> while he's flicking around in your mouth. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no, but like he reckoned, he reckoned you know Bolton was going to be in strife if Carlton were like one and nine. And I was like, and I was like, mate, like. He's he's only he's only as good Your team's as rubbish, mate. he's only as good he's only as good as what he's got. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a similar situation. <laughs> it's a similar situation with Alan Richardson. Alan Richardson doesn't have a lot of talent to work with here at the moment. They're all young and they're yeah. still developing. Yeah. And I think because they had that really promising season, which was his second year, I think. Yeah, there was all, a, all their hopes up, and I think then mm. not set the bar high, but like I think they're expecting a fair bit. But that, yeah. like we've said, that group's very young. There, there was there there. There was a bit of expectation because I mm. I had them playing finals. I thought that I thought they yeah, had a good enough list. Yeah, and they were dog doo doo. Poor yeah. St Kilda. Yeah, oh, I like them. We're brutalising them. If they this episode, I'm serious though. If they didn't have those two outs, I probably would have had them in that eight to ten bracket. I reckon they could have been. Oh look, yeah. No, nah, not me. I, I, I still would have thought bottom four, bottom four, bottom there five. Then they they still got a lot of talent to grow. I saw us. I saw I saw some footage of Hunter Clark the other week. He, I did, I saw a bit of the uh, Inch Club match yeah, last night. He looked yeah. very very good. Yeah, he did. He I, was I, very good. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he produces yeah. this year because he looks I, like he's um he's a bit pacier. And he's got a bit more. A bit of all, yeah, because he was nothing. Got a bit more match awareness yeah. about yeah. him now. As yeah, well. yeah I, I was just about to say. I think he's got a bit more IQ. He knows where yeah. to run. Knows where to get the footy. And yeah. he, and I think we all know. He, I think we all know he's a pretty nice user of the footy. I think that St Kilda picked him knowing that he was going to be a bit of a development project. But it yeah. was a very hard pick to take him. But he has boatloads of potential. Yeah. It could be very tasty. It's a, it's a, <laughs> could very be a tasty, a tasty oh, you, player. You heard it could it be first. a tasty player. You love, you love using that phrase. Because <laughs> tasty players. Tasty is something where you can sit back and go, wow. Yeah, no, I absolutely That's agree. I wish I could like. eat that football because they touched it and made some magic. I, I absolutely agree. And That's I like, a gourmet football. That is a gourmet. Right. <laughs> it's gourmet football. <laughs> Seriously. Forget champagne footy, guys. It's gourmet football. Gourmet footy with a side Hunter Clark serving up a bloody meal on the football field. Hunter, if you're listening, come cook me a meal. <laughs> with your ball skills. Ball. Kick. Let's see. Let's see what that right foot can do. Bang. Yeah, he'll be good for the science, That's for sure. Oh yeah. Um, we'll move on. Yes. Uh, there was a another thing from an Inch Club game the other day. Shane Mumford whacked George George Hewitt. Is George, it? George Hewitt. Yep. Uh, gave him a little a cheeky one on the chin. Uh, Hewitt got up and laughed it off afterwards. But we're calling for a one week ban. Apparently, yeah, he's for, pretty pretty tough. No. Something which it looked honestly. I watched it. Looked. 
a lot worse in play than yeah. it actually was. As soon as it was slowed down, you saw like result afterwards. It looked like it was nothing really. Yeah, yeah. I think a week's w- even w- too much. W- wasn't wasn't it an open palm? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was even a punch. He open, yeah, he open palmed Hewitt in the throat. Like, I think if it was a ga- an actual game, he probably would have got fined for striking. That's it. Mm, yeah. I don't think he would have got it. If week. he gets a week, that's a joke. Well, well, Christian come out of the woodwork and be like, "Oh, you get three months." <laughs> Who knows? Is that full? Michael Christian pulling rabbits out of the hat once again. Looking, not, looking forward to that. Do not like that. <laughs> nah. Well, well, I've said, I've said it to you guys before. I'm going to say it on air again. <laughs> yes. He should, should, should have got a reward for striking George Hewitt. One of oh the, my god! One of the most irritating bloody no, players. I don't agree with that. One of the most irritating bloody players. I've Come seen. on, mate. What's wrong with him? Doesn't have a creative bone in his body. He's a tagger, mate. He's a hard winning ball getting midfielder. He's a tagger. <laughs> Mate, he's never... Does just Josh Dunkley have a ball-creating um, bone in his body? He hunts the ball, mate. Yeah, and so does George Hewitt. He hunts it. He, he hunts the ball. George Hewitt doesn't do that. Yes, he, just, he does. He just pesters blokes off the ball. <laughs> he pests, pested Mumford. Look he what he got. He always goes with his man to the footy and tries to win it first. He's such a hard nut. That's why... <laughs> don't think I've ever seen that man win a hard ball in his life. Well... I reckon get his contested stats up. Oh, I think I will. <laughs> be all right. They won't be too shabby. While he's doing that, JLT. We'll keep yeah. a close eye on George Hewitt during the JLT. Then, yeah, I guess. Or through the season. I'm, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm laying the challenge. Do something to impress me. Well, are you boys uh, attending any JLT matches? I did the debate yesterday. I think that draw you have to ship with them. Oh, yes. Um, I'm, con- I'm considering going to Mars Stadium to watch uh, Bulldogs and St Kilda. But it's a nice little drive up to Ballarat. Are yeah. you going? Been, been, been there before. Fair to say that's what ended up getting me in hospital all, day, oh, all that's those right. months ago. That's true. Flashbacks. Oh, don't. Not a huge fan of Ballarat, Doc. Don't do that. Yeah, no, not anymore. Um, uh, yeah, so look, I was going to go to Carlton Essendon on Thursday night. We, yes. unfortunately, have had a few timetable issues. may have a Thursday yes. night class, but we're not actually certain. We don't do it. Just go. <laughs> Just go. We're, we're going to work. Wait, we're not, I'm we're, not going to class. Yeah, we're going to work. Don't go to class. Well, look, if, if possible, I will attend that game because uh, sure. I want to see all of yours. What are the games this week? Uh, we've got coming coming up on this weekend, we've got Carlton Essen on Thursday. Uh, that's at Icon. West Coast and Geelong at Leaderville Oval. Don't but, know where that is. Uh, Some, somewhere in Western Australia. Somewhere in WA. Yeah. Uh, North and St Kilda, Adelaide and Port, GWS and Sydney. Oh, I was going to, I was going to go to that, but I can't do that. That one, uh, <laughs> North and St Kilda's at Avalon Airport Oval, which is yeah. in Werribee. I was, I was, I was considering doing the drive, but nah. No. Um, and then there's Brisbane and Hawthorne, Richmond and Melbourne, and then the Suns and the Bulldogs. Oh, that, that, and that is just, this is weird. Richmond and Melbourne are up in Shepparton, as normal said. Yeah. Um, and then Monday's Freo and Collingwood. Oh. That'll be the first round of the JLT games. And of course, they're all on a. Uh, they're all on Fox Footy. Yeah. Are none of them on? No, uh, no. Nah. I don't have the rights for. Uh, no, nah, you, you, nah, you, yeah. wouldn't. You wouldn't expect a seven to pick up rights for uh, practice games. Well, look, I know what I'll be doing this weekend. It'll be a lot of fun on the couch. <laughs> I agree. Fox Footy on bag of chips. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. missed it. I've missed it honestly. Ditto. Yeah, so yeah. am I. I just miss watching. Ditto. But um, I'm. I'm keen. I'm still keen to see the women's football. I reckon they've hmm. si- since we did the preview. I reckon their skills. Been some good games. Their skill level has improved a lot. Very good games. We've seen a few big scores actually coming out of a few games. We have, which is probably one of the main criticisms that I've seen a lot of people have of the AFLW. No, but uh, we've seen cells. Brisbane, Frio score some big scores. Yeah, uh, Br- Brisbane look Brisbane looked magnificent against the doggies on the weekend. I went to watch that game, and like yeah. whilst like I can't. Like I'm not taking anything away from Brisbane. I thought they were magnificent. The dogs were just appalling. <laughs> they, they just 
duck slams the dogs. Uh, like I love a very I, unusual sight here at A3. <laughs> like Usually I, I, I love dresses the dogs. I love I love this team. I reckon this team's a really good a really good group of women. Mm. But they they just could not get anything right on Saturday night. They were just they were just it happens to the best. They were uh, just deplorable, and and and, and, the, and the, I reckon that's probably going to end up costing them a spot in the finals this year. But mm. like, what, what have you guys liked from the uh, the women's? We mentioned the scoring. I watched the um, Collingwood Geelong game very early. I think it was right. Yeah, that, yeah, that was the first game, mm. and I couldn't believe the amount of injuries that occurred. Going down like you know rockets. I think one. I can't remember who did their shoulder, and then. Legit, the next kick, someone got knocked out. It was just crazy. Yeah, but, I remember that. It was a good game. Collingwood really struggled out there. They, they've got, they're missing some goal kicking. Collingwood are just missing everything. They, yeah. They've been absolutely ravaged by injuries. In, injuries. Really North Melbourne pillaging their best yeah. players. Yeah. It's like it's a season from hell for them. I can't see them winning a game this year. Our Giants have been a bit interesting, Doc. After we said we both <laughs> thought they were going to make the final. Yeah, I, I made that um, early claim, and they've and after four rounds, they've only won one game, yeah, and so that was against Collingwood. I think our prediction's in a bit of strife there. <laughs> oh yeah, no, and I said Fremantle were finishing yeah. fifth in Conference A, and they're just outside the I think uh, I had top three two, or fourth, or something like that. Yeah, um, so we're a bit off. And I had the Dogs <laughs> finishing first, and they're currently sitting last in Conference A. Oh, so the beauty of football, though. I I love, I love predictions. I always get them wrong. <laughs> one of the um, one of the things that I was quite, I've been quite happy about with the women's this year. I think the skills have gone up. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There was one game I watched. I believe it was the Giants and North. That was back in round two. Oh, um, yeah. I was very impressed just by the level of skill that it seems like the girls have um, developed. They've moved up a notch. Yeah. That that whole night was a debacle. That was at Dremoyne Oval, and there mm. was there was it was del- one where it got delayed. Yeah, it was one where yeah. it got delayed because firstly it was like there was lightning and. It was yeah. very very poor conditions, and then midway through, I think it was the second quarter, the lights went out, and um, Saturday night fever. Oh, <laughs> what 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 a debacle! Obviously, the girls are still pretty happy to play because yeah. they were in the time of their lives out there. Yeah, no, I, I think that's probably the the big the big thing. Like they're, they're out there, they're enjoying themselves. Yeah. I don't understand why 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 these idiots come here and talk crap about you know the standard of foot, women's football. Like it's it's obviously not going to be you know. No, uh, the world, the world, uh, pacing the world. Yeah, it takes time, but it's definitely, definitely gone up. Yeah, exactly. This year, and it, that's that's all you want. That's it'll right. it'll continue. It'll continue to improve if they invest enough time and resources into it. it yeah. First of all, get rid of AFLX. Put some up. Put put those put those fifty thousand dollars you pay blokes such as Patrick Dangerfield and and Co. Put that put that towards yeah. women. Put that towards the women. Give yeah. give yeah. them give them a bit more money. I reckon that they they deserve. Absolutely. There wouldn't be it. an episode of the A3 podcast without Doc campaigning for the ladies. Yeah. No. <laughs> Just wouldn't be the same. The, 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 the biggest advocate in AFLW you say here. <laughs> Mark my words. All right. Uh, any last thoughts coming no. into the preseason? I, I think just like you said, though, Kat, very exciting this weekend to finally see some JLT. Mm, we yeah. to see what type of teams people throw out. Yes. Yeah. If it's anything like uh, last year, a few teams were doing, you know, play one game, get most of the kids out there, play a second game, get the first uh, team out there. Yeah, get them warmed up a bit. Even if not everybody, just get get some match time into them. Match sharpness. I think you see a lot of teams, if you play too many of your kids, get a few players going around with a bit of of rust. Mm. Yeah. You, like, don't, you don't. You don't want that. Yeah. Like, would you guys rather see your best team out there? Maybe not. Maybe not in the first game, but in the second. Yeah. Probably. Oh, look. Maybe like not the best team, but you know, get at least 
get, get least, half the best 22 out there just to it just depends I guess find on, their feet yeah Could, who's yeah. managed and like because I don't think Brody Gunny will play at all no, no. I don't think Tom Lynch will play no one who's had any sort of yeah, concerns is going to be on the field I think they won't take that risk you, obviously you're, you're, you reckon Tom Lynch will be treated with kid gloves at the moment yeah oh yes it'd be interesting though to see like at some clubs positional changes I reckon Scotty Pendlebury could be maybe find his way to the back line I'd like, I'd like to see that. I'd definitely like to see that and like prolong his career. Unlike yeah. with Dane Swan when they chucked him up forward and he did his ACL. That was it. In round one. Um, yeah. I remember remember that game. That's yeah, because Collingwood have a stack midfield and I think it'll be interesting to see how they do. But a lot of clubs um, will be interesting to see. Maybe some guys will be training. Levi Casbold in the back line. So Apparently that's play, play Dane Beam time. forward. Watch him, pull, watch him rack up 30 disposals, five <laughs> goals and zero ground low votes again. <laughs> <laughs> Only the umpires could. Oh, yes, yeah, so I'm very excited for this week, so can't wait. Yeah, no, it's gonna Same. it's gonna be interesting to see what happens now because like, with the men, because we I know we I know I've ranted and raved about the women for for a good while. I'll still do that until the end of the season, <laughs> but it's gonna be exciting to see the men come back in. You yes. know, and I, I I'm looking forward to see what the Bulldogs produce in the, these two JLT games. I think. I think the, I think they might surprise a few people. You look at you look at you listen you go off the uh, all the stuff they do they do in the papers and mm. on the internet. There's a lot lot of these lot of their recruits are impressive. Mm. Bailey Smith look Bailey yeah, Smith's does. looking uh, very very nice. Yeah, yeah. Good. Benny Kavara I've mentioned in the draft in the draft podcast all those months ago. He'll play round one, no doubt. Yeah, no, no doubt. Mm. And Sa- Sam Lloyd's <laughs> Sammy Lloyd looking good too. And Josh Dunkley will average. Of course th- he does, mate. It came from us. Josh Dunkley will average thirty disposals. Speaking of which, can someone write that down somewhere? To what? George Hewitt. No, no, George jo- Hewitt. We're gonna, we're gonna watch. No, it. I, I want to write down. Man that to Josh watch. Dunkley will average thirty a week. Jo- and now before we go, give me George Hewitt's stats. Okay, George Hewitt <laughs> averaged eighteen point six disposals last year. Give us the contested possession. Eleven contested. Eleven. Possession. Ooh. So. All right. Ooh. Okay. Maybe over I was, half of his disposals. All right. Maybe I was a little. <laughs> how, many, how many tackles? Uh, tackles, tackles. Uh, nearly four again. I rest my case. Okay. Maybe I was a little bit <laughs> skeptical about George right. Hewitt because maybe I'm still a little bit salty about how he shut Jason Johansson down all those years <laughs> oh, ago. Yes. But I, I, I'm. He's not the. He, I'm not overly impressed with him. No, but I'm saying it's probably not fair to say he deserved to be whacked. <laughs> no, may, maybe there was a little bit of bias. <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, gonna to stand by the statement anyway. Hopefully you can. But, um, okay, maybe maybe I was a little bit, uh, maybe I gave him a, a lot less credit. Write him a letter and apologise for it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I'll, send, maybe I'll send a tweet to him. <laughs> sorry, and mate. slide into a... Uh, Hewitt's DMs. Yeah, slide, slide of the DMs. I'm sorry, Georgie. Sh- sh- shout, him, shout him a beer next time he's in Melbourne. <laughs> All right, don't even go that far, mate. <laughs> still a Sydney player in the end. Yeah, well, that's true. We still, be- we still beat him. All right. <laughs> well, uh, good chat, lads. Good discussion. Yeah, that, oh, that was fun. I've, 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 Carolina. It is. It is good to be back. Yeah, we've, we, have, we have missed you. As, as good as hosting the last episode was. <laughs> I reckon, I reckon you're, I reckon you're better, you're better the uh, host chair than I am. You're oh, better I appreciate it, mate. It, it, well, tune uh, tune back in next week. I'm sure we'll have plenty to say about the first round of JLT absolutely. matches and uh, round five of the women's, I believe it is. Yeah, round five. Um, make sure to follow us on all the social medias that you possibly can. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, the A340 Podcast, at A340 Podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on oh, everything geez. you could possibly imagine. SoundCloud, wherever you look. Everywhere that hosts sound, we're yep. probably there. Yep. So uh, thank you for joining us once again. I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. I've been Alex Doherty. And join us back here next week for the JLT. See you then.